0: Well, my friends, we live to see another day. Welcome to the Mario Matter, the episode number 53 here on September 2nd, 2023 at 1.58pm. Although you don't really care about that part. You just, you know, you care about it's September 2nd. It's the month that fall begins. So I found it socially acceptable to wear a like Halloween type Snoopy shirt. And so I'm going to be wearing this. For the entire month and next month and maybe even the one after that in November because it's still fall. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not Halloween but, you know, it's close enough, right? So today we have tons of news. We were obviously just getting off of the Mario Bros. Wonder direct presentation. That was 15 minutes, aired Thursday, August 31st and there's a lot to get into there. I have literally three full segments today. All three are on Mario Bros. Wonder. It's such a interesting stuff. We'll get to all of that. We even have some Pikmin 5. Yes, Pikmin 5 with an F. Wait. Pikmin 4 also has an F. Uh Pikmin 5 with the F F I V E. That's how you that's how you how you spell 5, right? F I V E. Pikmin 5 stuff, not gigantic stuff, but some news on that. We have Splatoon 3 updates, all Nintendo news and all nintendo goodies today on this episode of your favorite nintendo podcast let's not delay what you are here what you clicked on that's the video for or the podcast for if you're on spotify or apple we appreciate you let's get into everything that you're here for the good old nintendo news and topics let's go So guys, this segment is the Nintendo News Headlines segment. It's kind of like when you're watching a main, you know, Nintendo Direct and they say, let's take a look at the first batch of headlines. This, This is kind of headlines. It's like news that you see and it's not like gigantic news. Like we're not diving into the Mario stuff yet. If you want to see it, skip along in the podcast and you can see these segments later on. But for now, we have news that has happened in the past week in the world of Nintendo that you might just want to be hearing about. So, today is, once again, September 2nd. News doesn't often happen on weekends, so that will bring us here back to August 28th, which, which was... Last Monday, is it this Monday? Last Monday is like it's like how you'd say it. Last Monday it is. We bring you back to here with a piece of interesting news in terms of Nintendo Switch sales. So, our first headline from Monday, August 28th. Our first and only headline from that day is that the Nintendo Switch has passed the Nintendo Wii's sales in the U.S. Now, that's big stuff. And, you know, you might hear that and think like well max obviously uh the switch has sold 125 million the wii sold 100 million uh you're not making sense it did this before well hear me out it passed the sales in the u.s so you so you've got you know when you hear 100 million wii's were sold not all were in the u.s and not all 120 switches were in the u.s so really the Switch, I don't know how many have sold in the US. There's no number out there, but it's past however many Wii's were sold in the US. And that's a big stat. And that comes via Circana, who got this information. And so once again, I tried to find like, like you know exact numbers, like how many have sold in the US. I can't find them. It's hard to tell like where they're coming from. I don't know how many are from Japan. I don't know how many Switches sold in, you know, Europe. Who knows? But with that. We also know that the Switch is catching up to, you know, whatever number it is, it's it's catching up to the Xbox 360 U.S. sales and also the PS2 U.S. sales. So it's catching up, it's moving up the ranks, and currently the Switch is worldwide, the third best-selling system of all time in terms of gaming, just behind the DS. Or no, not just behind, it's like 25 million behind, behind the DS, and the, the DS is behind the PS2. Which are both at about 155 million. Uh, the DS, I think, did 154. The PS2 did 155. So hopefully, it can get up there at some point. They're they're gonna have to do some aggressive sales if they release a new console next year. I don't see it happening, but you know they can at least get close. You know, number three is not to be ashamed of, right? So, anyways, Switch sales in the U.S. have passed the Wii. Big stuff right there. The Wii is now just a mem- memory that rhymed there. Spell memory with M-E-M-O-R-I-I, you know, for some, for a, for a wee pun right there. Okay, now we move to August 29th. That was a Tuesday, a good old Tuesday. We used to record podcasts on Tuesdays, so if I did that, I would have missed this news. So, last Tuesday, I don't know if it was on the Tuesday or if it was just, you know, reported. It must have been last Tuesday. Nintendo won four awards at Gamescom 2023. So, if you're asking me, what's a Gamescom? A game Gamescom is, I believe. Oh gosh, it's German, right? A German game convention. Oh, I I could sound really stupid right now. Uh, I think it's a German game convention. It's certainly a game game convention, but I think it was in Germany. I could sound stupid if I'm wrong, but you know, it's somewhere over there, right? And it's a convention, and Nintendo attended, and they actually ended up winning some awards, three of which. For a game that you would expect them to win awards for. And then one of them is kind of random. But, you know, we'll we'll get to that. So, they won four awards. Three of them being for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, as you might expect. The fourth one being for Pikmin 4. Which is a great game. But, like, once you hear what they, what they won it for, it's just like... <laughs> it's like, how is that even an award? Okay, here we go. So, Tears of the Kingdom won Best Audio. Which, you know... If you spend enough time on audio... You you would have to win best audio award. I mean, can this podcast win best audio? I mean, this this microphone's pretty good, right? You know, I don't know best audio, best gameplay, and the most epic award. So I mean, I w- I would probably agree it's the most epic game I think of you know this year so far that I've played. I mean, you know, I have not jumped into like nothing like Starfield yet, but like you know, I think it's pretty epic. It deserves that. So, Tears of the Kingdom won those three awards, right? And then, uh, Pikmin 4 walked away with an award. Once again, I said it before, you're, you're going to be like, how is that even an award? So, Pikmin 4 won the most wholesome award. Now, do I disagree? Uh, no. But it's just like, is that like a thing? I mean, I guess, you know, it's Game co- Gamescom. They can make whatever awards they want. But... I've never heard of a most wholesome award. And so Pikmin 4 got that title uh, sometime around last week. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, cool. Great. I actually, since I last spoke to you guys, I have 100% Pikmin 4. I thought that I did for a while, but then I, re- I, I realized that I didn't. Now I have. So, great game. If you have not played Pikmin 4 or even Tears of the Kingdom, those are two games that you need to buy. It's not, you know, it's not, um... What do you call it? It's not it's 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 not negotiable. You have to buy those two games if you're buying any games in twenty twenty three. And also while you're at it, probably add Mario Bros. Wonder. Add add Mario Wonder to your to your wish list too. Looking great for the end of the year. Now we move to August 30th. If you kind of realize, like, if you've watched this podcast for, like, a while, I used to bring you so much, like, random news. And despite this being, like, like a relatively slow news week, aside from the Mario Wonder stuff, uh, aside aside from that, like, I'm not grabbing every single bit of news. Like, you know, there's a new Pokemon uh, smoothie in Japan. Like, I'm not grabbing that for you. I'm grabbing you, like, what intrigues me and what will likely intrigue you as well. And I think that them winning awards is pretty big. Uh, I could have told you about some like Pikachu plush releasing in one week and, you know, in Hong Kong, but like, I'm not doing, that. I'm bringing you the news, right? And so we, we, we moved to August 30th here with actually a rather interesting piece of news. And I understand the reason that, 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 that you know, that they're probably doing this, but it just like it's not what you'd expect to see. In first glance, this makes zero sense. So the headline reads from August 30th, which was a Wednesday, if I'm not being stupid. Uh yes, that was when oh no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wednesday. Fitness boxing is being removed from the Nintendo eShop on November thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. Okay. So first hearing of that headline, you're 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 probably like It makes no sense, it's on the eShop, even if there's like a new fitness boxing 2, which there is, why would you even remove the first one, you know, it makes no sense. Well, I thought the exact same thing. And while there's no official reason why this is being removed, somebody on Twitter named Bry Sky Gaming commented in the replies of the tweet announcing this and made a really good point that I want to bring up for you on the podcast. So once again, Bry Sky Gaming on Twitter. They said this could be the reason and I do believe this is the reason. It'll be the five-year anniversary to the day that that you know that the game released. So chances are the right to distribute the licensed soundtrack will expire on that date. Digital games get delisted for expired licenses all the time, be it cars, soundtracks, a franchise like Marvel, Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, etc. So, really, it's probably just their music license ran out. Five years would, you know, sound sound like like a like a music deal. It's you know, five years standard, and you know that's that's probably why it's going away. But no fear, you don't even need to rush to buy Fitness Boxing One now. If you're a preservationist, maybe you want to. But here's the thing: this sounds sad. Until you realize Fitness Boxing Two exists, so you can easily buy the much better version of the game, still on the eShop and will be on the on the eShop for the foreseeable future. There's no, you know, delisting date for Fitness Boxing Two, so you you can always buy that one for how much is it? Like thirty bucks? I've I've never actually like touched the uh, Fitness Boxing series. Uh, it says fifty bucks, unless it's like on sale. Let's check. Um, it's I'm I'm loading the uh, eShop, Though there is a demo available, and, and there's also DLC. Yeah, Fitness Boxing Two is fifty dollars uh, for the game. Is Fitness Boxing One going on sale or anything? If we check that, uh, that's also fifty bucks. So when you're looking at, at your options, once again, if you're a unless you're a preservationist, you would want Fitness Boxing Two in this case. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's going away, and that's kind of upsetting. But you know. It's got to happen. No one else is buying Fitness Boxing 1 in 2023. It makes good sense, so I don't even blame them. And then, also on August 30th, August 30th here, we have something for Japan, but it's really big, and you can even somewhat participate in this Nintendo event in Japan. So, if you're listening to the to the podcast here on... The day that it comes out, or you know, a day after, or something like that. It is September second or third, or you know, whenever you're 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 listening. If you're listening like a week later, this doesn't apply. But currently, as I speak, Nintendo Live is going on right now in Seattle, Washington. You know, I, I've already seen them post like Instagram stories of like Mario and Luigi and Peach mascots. Like, bro, it's going down in Seattle, Seattle, Washington right now. They're holding their whole event. Well, literally days before they start this event, they announce their next event happening in Tokyo, Japan, which would of course be, can I, can I get a drum roll? Somebody drum roll right now. Fine. I'll do it. It is Nintendo live 2024. That's happening sooner than you might think. So that, that is going to be in Japan, Tokyo to be specific. And that goes down January 20th to January 21st, so a shorter window for this event, however in that window we have a Zelda concert which kind of confuses me because we know that they like to do concerts you know, for Animal Crossing or for Splatoon. What does a Zelda concert look like? Like, what is that going to be? Like, obviously, there's great Zelda music, but, like, who is performing that? Like, uh Tingle? Like, I, I don't even know. So, they have a Zelda concert and a Splatoon concert. That makes more sense. Obviously, the Deep Cut would perform the Splatoon one. And then there's also tournaments, as always. We have a Splatoon 3 tournament, a Mario Kart tournament, and a Smash Bros. Ultimate tournament. Those three are going down all in Japan, and... I said that you could somewhat participate, Uh, kind of, you you can watch the live streamed concerts, you can watch the tournaments, there's always live streams of those events, like, I remember when they first did, like, a KK Slider, Animal Crossing, New Horizons concert, like, I think, if I'm not wrong, I could be wrong, but I think it was, like, very late my time, or just, like, a very inconvenient time over on the East Coast, and it, it... I didn't care that much. Like it was kind of cool, but it's just like it. It seems more of like a you have to be there kind of thing to like really get the full experience of such a concert. And so, am I gonna watch the live stream of these if it's at a bad time? Like if, if it's a, if, it, if it's like five a.m. Uh, probably not. But with that, that is going down in Tokyo. Uh, once again, January 20th to January 21st. If you are at all interested, book your flights, book your hotel, book, uh, you can't get your, your your tickets right now, but I'll leave all the information uh, down below in the description. If you're looking for any links and any sources mentioned to what I'm saying today, uh, there's a link in the description called the Sources and Links link. It's a bin. Everything is in there. Every single source of information, everything is all credited down there. So sources and links paste in the the description of the podcast, whether you're on YouTube or uh, Apple or Spotify, wherever you are. Then we move to August 31st here, August 31st. We have news, actually a lot of news here. And so I'm excited to dive into this. Okay, here we go. August 31st. now something exciting that you may or may not be able to to participate in, but it does mean good things. Super Mario Bros Wonder we have our first taste at a pre-order bonus for this game. So the game launches in let's say uh, it's it's gonna be about a month and 19 days so I mean I have a countdown on, on my phone actually. Uh, what does it say? It says 49 days. so you have 49 days until Mario Bros Wonder releases that, make, that like that sounds so much sooner. Than, like, October 20th sounds. So, 49 days here. We have our first lick at a pre-order bonus that I'm aware of. From GameStop Canada. They're giving you a keychain of Elephant Mario coming out of a red pipe. If you've seen this render before, you know, it's nothing new. It's just that as a keychain. So, honestly, there are going to be... I mean, I believe. I believe there, there will be more pre-order bonuses, and definitely better pre-order bonuses than a Mario Elephant keychain. Uh, so I wouldn't rush into buying it yet, because even if you pre-order the game literally the day before it releases, or like, you know, whatever the deadline is, in terms of GameStop, I'm not sure, you know, about other stores, but GameStop, if you pre-order the day before, you can get the keychain I believe even if you show up first. So, like, let's say I pre-order it now, and then I show up like when GameStop closes on October 20th, when, when the game releases, all the keychains might be gone. I think you can pre-order anytime, but the keychains are first pick up, first serve. So, really, there's no rush to pre-order. You can pre-order at the last second and still still get a keychain, even if there's like a hundred pre-orders. Like, you know, there's no rush to get this one what i'm gonna do i have learned my lesson ever since pikmin 4 is i'm gonna wait until everybody has revealed a pre-order bonus unless i really really want what somebody has like if walmart's offering a plush and it's so cool like i want that you know so i'm gonna wait until everyone you know reveals a pre-order bonus and then i'm gonna place my pre-order at wherever has the coolest bonus. Uh, so that is our first known one at GameStop Canada right now. I'm not sure if that'll be the same for GameStop in America, but that's Canada for you. And yeah, once we get other pre-order bonus, you know, news, I will bring it all to you. Cause that is honestly something that I'm very interested in. Like I like to know pre-order bonuses because like it's the coolest thing. Like I'm still a very big advocate. Advocate is that the word for like physical media? And so to see them like still doing pre-order bonuses, which was a much bigger thing like years ago is the coolest thing. So I support it and I bring them all to you. It's just so cool. Like why, you know, why, I guess if you know, you're going to buy a game, why not get a little bonus with it? I don't know. So that's that. Once we get more, I'll bring them all to you. Then what's part of this podcast title or what I plan to put in the title. Pikmin 5. Yes, 5, not 4. Pikmin 5. We don't have an announcement. We don't have, you know, confirmed gameplay or anything. Pikmin 4 just came out literally uh, about two months ago. So we don't have, like, nothing crazy for you. But we do have an interview hosted by Eurogamer with T- with Takashi Tezuka, who has worked on Pikmin, who has worked on Mario, games like that and was the Pikmin 4 producer. There was an interview where Eurogamer was joking around. They were like, you know, they 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 brought up the 10-year wait between Pikmin 3 and Pikmin 4, and they were having a good old laugh. And very, very small quote from Takashi Tezuka. He said, he thinks it's best to, and I'm sort of paraphrasing, but I'll put on screen something that shows the exact quote. He said, it's best to not have everyone wait again. We'll try not to let everyone wait another you know, another ten years for the next Pikmin game. So it's probably not gonna be a 10 year wait is what I bring you for Pikmin Five. Like it's gonna come eventually. And I when I say eventually I mean like five, six years, which is a long time. A very long time. I'm not doubting that with you. But when you look at games like like Mario, Mario's also coming off a ten-year wait with Mario Wonder. A game like Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, um, had so you, you had Animal Crossing New Leaf, and then you had Animal Crossing New Horizons. Seven years, like so, five to six years for Pikmin is you know that 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 sounds right. That sounds doable. Maybe a spinoff? Ah, no, they tried a Pikmin sp- Pikmin spinoff, and it didn't go amazing. So maybe not. Maybe you just want. You want to put out the fifth one next. So depending on how much of a priority that game is to them, uh, they could start working on it now and put it out for four to six years, I say. So with that said, I'm just bringing you the news. No Pikmin 5, you know, uh, gameplay or nothing like crazy, but it's probably not going to be a 10-year wait. They said that we'll try try not to let everyone wait. Um, but if they do, then, you know, unfortunate. I have heard that, I mean, have you seen those articles from, like, Miyamoto, who, uh, like, years ago, when he was saying, like, Pikmin 4 is almost done, or whatever. I'm telling you, they probably, like, scrapped a bunch of, like, work that they had, and then, like, redid it, like, which is part of, probably part of why they made it so, they they made the wait so long. So, Assuming all goes well, because now they have like a foundation. Pikmin 4 is a great jump from Pikmin 3. So, I'm hoping Pikmin 5 will be different, but also they have a foundation now. It won't be as long. They can kind of know how to follow up Pikmin 4. So, hopefully it's not 10 years. But if it is, then, you know, we're all doomed, to put it lightly. And then we have new Splatoon 3 Nintendo Switch online icons so when I bring this up normally I bring out my switch and I show you how to get the icons actually you know what I'm gonna do it I'm grabbing my Nintendo switch and so as I said there are brand new Splatoon 3 icons if you are a switch online member if you're not what are you doing Uh, I mean if you're not i can understand like if you just don't play online but like otherwise it's pretty sick and i assume that most of you are online mem- online members it's not too pricey so yeah splatoon 3 icons are here and they're here to stay so we we actually got a brand new bunch of waves revealed for icons so as you know if you are in uh, a uh, online member icons come and go for certain games we got a brand new Four waves announced for Splatoon 3 icons, with the first wave being full of, what are these things called, small fry, right, small fry, dude, it's been a while, it's full of like small fry icons, there's some salmon run icons, there's a lot of cool icons here for for, for the Splatoon 3 wave 1 set of icons. And so I'm going to read you when the waves will come and go. So right now, wave one is active as of August 31st to September, to uh, to September 7th, wave one is active and then wave two will be active on September 7th to the 14th of September and then wave three, 14th of September to September 21st and then wave four, September (laughs) September 21st to September 28th. So, that's all going down these Splatoon 3 icons, all fun, all dandy. So, you can go ahead and grab those. The characters and the icons themselves are 10 platinum points. Sorry, I, I, I put my switch back. And then the uh, backgrounds and the borders for your icons to make it, you know, a bit spicier. Are five platinum points each, and if you need platinum points, there are missions and rewards that you can do uh, to get platinum points. Like there's missions like open this NES game or play five games this week, and that's all in the Switch Online Switch app. So if you need if, if if you need platinum points, it's not it's not hard. It's not hard at all. So there we go. Then we move, guys, to an entirely different month, but very similar news. Similar in the way. That we're still talking about Splatoon 3. So, we have known about the Splatoon 3 Drizzle Season. Guys, for the for the longest while, they've been doing, you know, Splatoon 3 Sizzle Season. Splatoon 3 Drizzle Season. You know, Nintendo, if you're listening, let's get together... Let's do a swizzle season. M Swizzle season. That would be bomb. Let's collab. I modded my 3DS, but let's collab because you know who cares? We're putting this behind us. I modded my consoles. I know that you don't like that. Uh, but please, let's let's collab in some way, swizzle season. I'm just kidding. But with that said, the drizzle season begins today september 1st i'm recording on september 1st so for me wahoo you know it starts today so splatoon 3 has been updated to to version 5.0.0 that's how you know something big happened when it when it ends in 0.0 dude there's no bigger tell that, that you were in for a treat so there's a lot of changes and you know as a lot of you know with with some splatoon 3 updates These smallest things change, like, this weapon does 0.1% more damage, and this weapon, uh, you know, it looks slightly different. There's so many, like, small patch notes where there's, like, if I were to read every patch note, I I, I say this so much, it'll take me, like, an hour, right? So I'm just gonna read you the main stuff, and if you wanna see every little, tiny, small, minuscule patch note, I'll leave it down below, in the description but I promise you you won't find them too crazy entertaining so here are some changes we have two brand new stages in the season one being the crab leg capital and the other being the ship shape cargo co and then we even have a returning salmon run stage that being the salmonid Smokeyard. we have new weapons that being the heavy edit splatling and the dread ringer we have additional weapon variations. We have a new seasonal catalog. We have a new funky fresh outfit. We have new table turf battle cards. We have three new challenges. The game is getting an entire refresh with this Drizzle season. And so how long does the Drizzle season run? When does the Drizzle season end? Because no, no, no one told me that. So it ends on, on December 1st. So we're not going to bring you news like this until uh, you know, around that time. And yeah, that's pretty sick. All right. Well, hold on. That says December 20, 20, uh, that says, says. Uh, it says 2022 that ends. Yeah. Okay. So it's right around that time, right around that time is when the drizzle season ends. All right. Well, that's cool. And then even more news with, with Splatoon, we have the first anniversary Splatfest coming up September 8th. Now that is soon. Is that next Friday? That sounds like next Yeah, next Friday. So less than than one week from now, the first anniversary splat fest is happening. And if you're wondering what kind of splat fest that is, that is the one where the three teams are big man, shiver and fry the three the three members of the deep cut crew. They are all different splat fest teams. And honestly, that's one of the coolest Splatfests that you can even do. I'm sure that was like written in the history books, like before the game even launched. Like, you know, they're like brainstorming Splatfest ideas, and that's one of them, you know. They had thought of that forever. Like, if you're having three teams, there's no better three. Uh, if you're asking me, like I'm like wearing the color of who I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Big Man because that's just the best option. I'd like shiver, I like fry. But big man, popular opinion, you cannot go wrong. So, really, I think this will be one of the more, is it imbalanced, unbalanced, unbalanced splat fests in the game. I think it'll be one of them. Not like the most unbalanced, but like one of the more unbalanced ones. Because everyone's picking big man. Uh, I know that, that there's more shiver fans as well. Uh, And then I don't know how many fans Fry has. Like, I like Fry, but like, how many are Fry fans enough to pick Fry for a Splatfest? I don't really know. So, (laughs) with that, that is coming up September 8th. And those last uh, throughout the weekend. So, that is going to be ending around September 10th or the end of the day on September 10th. And we'll have the results, I think, hopefully Monday morning. Bam! Who is better than you? Now, we have the Mario Kart Tour stuff. So, if you're not a Mario Kart Tour or a tourist, tourist. Guys, is it tourist or tourist? Because my dad says tourist. Tourist or is it tourist? I mean, tourist sounds kind of weird. Tourist, tourist. I think there's a fine in-between, like a tourist, tourist. That's like the the in-between, in-the-middle, you know, pronunciation. That's pretty good. So we have a Mario Kart tour Sunday tour announced. It is like an ice cream Sunday tour. And this begins on September 5th. And these always last for two weeks. And so that ends September 19th. That is Tuesday, both of those dates. And we have some news on the tours. So these are little special events inside the free mobile game Mario Kart tour. It's very fun stuff. It's festive, it's fun, and they change all the time. Here is the info for that tour. So, the driver, the featured drivers of this tour celebration is a gold wiggler. Yes, a gold wiggler. Just when you thought wiggler could not get any better. We have a gold wiggler. That's happening. He is the featured driver. And then in terms of me racing suits, you know, if you're a me kind of person, you aren't racing with Gold Wiggler. You know, there's a light blue me racing suit featured in this tour. And then the three courses that are also featured in the tour are the RMX Vanilla Lake 2, the SNES Vanilla Lake 2, and the RMX Vanilla Lake 1. I will be honest, I don't know what these are are there are you know i'll leave a link down below i've never heard like i don't know like like what the the, you know rmx means am i stupid what does that mean um oh it says it's a remix course based on the vanilla lake from mario from super mario kart okay so it's like a remix remix is what that means so there's a bunch of cool courses out there but which driver are you choosing wiggler or 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 you're me Comment down below let me know somehow cause if you're asking me, I'm picking Wiggler or if you're picking someone else, let me know let me know who you who you drive with in Mario Kart tour or even just Mario Kart in general let me know. And then we we move to more September 1st news. We are almost done here and getting into our Mario Wonder stuff in just a few minutes. We have the final wave of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Switch Online icons. Those are available now. And thank you to GoNintendo.com for always reminding me of this. Shout out to them. They are great. Because I honestly forget when these icons are going in and going out and things like that now there is a final wave of icons very very cool icons by the way i think that it features like uh unobo it features all those guys and these expire on september 7th after the 7th you can no longer get these icons maybe forever maybe they'll you know return eventually but for a long time these are going to be gone so i would definitely look at them and see if you want any of them there are some cool ones like you know once again there's there's unobo there's a zelda icon there's some icons of the master sword icons of like food and stuff it's cool stuff and once again they expire september 7th so grab them while you can or else well that's just your fault <laughs> i wore you can't say i didn't warn you okay And then our final piece of news, because there's no Switch maintenance. Normally, I bring up, like, maintenance happening soon with the consoles, and there's there's nothing going on for Switch, 3DS, or Wii U, so no maintenance to worry about in the next uh, week as of, like, as of right now. There's nothing that, that, you know, that we know about, but maybe upcoming there is something. So our final piece of news, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet the Mewtwo terror raid is happening now. So we knew about this Mewtwo terror raid happening, but it is on now. And if you don't know what a terror raid is, basically pretend that I am like a gigantic pokemon. I am a massive strong pokemon. Your mission with a few other friends is to team up and beat me up. And that's what that's the role that 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 Mewtwo is playing in this event. Now these terror raids happen all the time. And the Mewtwo one, obviously Mewtwo is a Psychic Terra type. That is who you're going up against. So make sure that you have some Pokemon strong against the Psychic. And then it is a star level 7, which I believe level 7 is difficult. I believe that's how it goes. Star level 7 Mewtwo. That's hard. So make sure that you have your Pokemon Your strongest team gathered because I'm not going to lie to you and say this terror battle will be, you know, relatively easy. I'm not I'm not lying to you. So if you and your friends can't get together when this event ends on September 18th, if you can't get together, you know, before then, I'm so sorry, because are you going to have a chance like like this again? Probably not. Probably not. So get together, do the terror raid while you can before it's gone. And with that, we have brought to you our Nintendo news for today. But hold on. You clicked on the podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, even on on Amazon Music or, or, or you know, whatever it is, or even like iHeartRadio, you know, we're on there too. We're, Mario Matters global, baby. Okay, so, you know. You clicked on the title because you saw Mario Bros. Wonder. Or you, or you just, you know, like the podcast. I don't really know. We're getting into three segments of Mario Wonder talk. One of them being extra news that was not told to you. News came out that you did not hear about in the direct. We discussed that. We also have my thoughts on the... <clears throat> Sorry, I was just reacting to the OLED that I saw yesterday. It's not amazing. We discuss my thoughts on that red OLED. And then we even discuss my thoughts on the entire direct. My full in depth thoughts on everything that we saw Thursday, August 31st, 2023, in that 15 minute direct. Everything in there, I discuss it all. Let's get to our first segment where I discuss the news that no one told you about with Super Mario Bros. Wonder. This is absolutely spoiler free in terms of story and stuff. So no spoilers, cause I was worried about that. I made sure it is spoiler free. Let's get into the news that you did not hear about. It includes, you know, the game development, gameplay ideas. I mean, there's a lot, let's jump into it, okay? I, I don't wanna waste your time, let's go. All right, now listen here, my friends. This segment is gonna work a lot, just like the last one, where I, you know, I'm bringing you news and I'm reading you headlines. But the difference is, this is all Mario Bros. Wonder focused, and not just Mario Bros. Wonder focused. Like, like, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna bring you news that you saw in the direct. Like, you know, oh, wonder seeds do this, or you know, uh, uh, uh everyone turns into elephants. Like, I'm not doing that right now. I'll discuss that later on, but I'm not bringing you news that you know about. You know, unless you do know about it, then, you know, if you're a hardcore, maybe you know. But uh, otherwise, we're bringing you that good stuff. So let's go through some news that was not included in the Direct. And I mean, rightfully so, should not have been included in the Direct. It makes no, makes no, no sense to be in there. So let's go through. We have some developer talk to start us off. So let's go through here. We have found out that Takashi Tezuka, is the producer of Mario Bros. Wonder. For the hardcores who know who that is, you know, you got your joy from that. If you don't know who Takashi Tezuka is, I understand. I didn't I, I, I didn't really for, like, the longest time. I didn't know who he was. But we even, I believe, mentioned him earlier with the whole Pikmin 5 thing. Takashi Tezuka who also works on Pikmin 4. Remember how we were talking about, you know, Pikmin 5 is coming faster than Pikmin 4 is, and we're talking about how they didn't want to let everyone wait? That was a quote from Takashi Tazuka. We've already mentioned him in the podcast. He works on Pikmin, he works on Mario, and he is the producer of Mario Bros. Wonder. And Shiro Mori, I better be saying that right. If I'm not, roast me in the comments, okay? Because that's how I'm saying it, okay? is the director for Mario Bros. Wonder. And I just checked Twitter. Dude, they're at uh, the... What's it? The Nintendo Live event in Seattle. They're like taking pictures with the Mario mascots. They're freaking playing Mario Wonder. They're, They're taking some funny pictures over there. I love those guys. I've never met them, and I love them. So, with that said, there's a strong team behind the Mario Bros. Wonder game. People who have worked on Mario before, worked on other games, it should be real good. Now, in terms of like what actually might intrigue you here, you know, aside from that, Mario Bros. Wonder, here's a headline for you. Mario Bros. Wonder had no development deadline, plus over 2,000 gameplay ideas. They had over 2,000 gameplay ideas for this game. Now, let's start with the first bit. Uh, this game had no development deadlines. So, you know, normally, you know, let's say they assign Pikmin 5 to be worked on. You know, you know they'll they'll say have it done by 2020 30. Oh, sorry, 2020 2030, okay? They'll give you they'll, they'll they'll give you a, a deadline for most games. This game had no deadline. Just go bananas. And honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, this game is probably going to be great. Probably going to be, you know, fantastic maybe we should start setting more deadlines because that took 10 years (laughs) maybe we should start i mean guys come on maybe 10 years come on come on 10 years come on maybe we need deadlines maybe it's a very very good thing because like okay no matter how great the game is tears of the kingdom didn't take that long and that's phenomenal. We can make it in less than 10 years, right? I mean, come on now. Obviously, there's many side projects like Mario Maker and all the rest of it. But, like, come on. 10, you know, uh, six years maybe. 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 I say there needs to be a new Mario Big Bang game every five years. Mainline, anyway. I mean, come on. Maybe, maybe we need deadlines. Uh, and then over 2,000 game ideas... Or gameplay ideas, that's big. Dude, they have brains over there. If you have over 2,000 gameplay ideas, you know that you selected the right people to be in charge. Because, bro, I probably would have come up, like, I would have got, like, five. Which is why I'm not working as, you know, a game developer. I'm not for that. They thought of 2,000 gameplay ideas. That's a lot of ideas. Where do you even write that? Like a, like a Google Doc? Like, where do you write that down? I I don't know. That's a lot of ideas. Anyways, they had that many ideas, and they focused in on the ones that they thought were best. Meaning, uh, you know, if they thought of, like, every idea possible, they had to have chose the best ones, and therefore this game is going to probably be very good. Like, this, this sounds like they just, like, went all in on trying to make the best Mario game. No deadline, so many ideas, choosing the best idea out of 2,000. You know, they went all in here. So that's an interesting headline. Now, another interesting thing from Shiro Mori, who did an interview with IGN's Ryan McCaffrey. Shiro Mori wanted a stress-free experience with Mario Bros. Wonder before I read the quotes from him explaining what he meant by that and how he achieved that, this game looks pretty stressful. I'm not going to lie to you, okay? I, I love what I'm seeing. But there's no way to sugarcoat the amount of times they died while recording gameplay footage for the Direct. Like, they died, like, several times in the game. If they're dying playing the game for trailer footage... The game has got to be stressful, and not even just that. Like, if you look at like the ending, where like, where like you know they like they like flash to like fifteen different scenes of the game, like there's a lot of things in there that that look very very difficult. So really, I don't know that this was a stress stress free experience. But let's read what he had to say on it and what he means by a stress free experience. So this is a long quote from the interview. If you don't want to hear how this is a stress-free experience. Feel free to skip because once again this is a decently long quote, possibly the longest quote that we've read on the podcast <laughs> ever. But it's interesting, so I'm going to read it to you. I thought it was cool. Let's go. Here's what Shiro Mori had to say about making the game a stress-free experience. Quote. So first of all, we didn't we di- <laughs> we didn't design the game such that it should be played in multiplayer or that it should be played in single player. We designed it such that it's enjoyable for both types of play, and what we wanted to make sure we do is that it's up to the player whether they want to play single player or local multiplayer or online multiplayer. What we really made sure to do and kept in mind from a game design perspective is to avoid making courses or areas where it's best enjoyed in multiplayer or best enjoyed in single player we kept in mind to make everything such that it's enjoyable however you play it. The fact that that, that you can select all 12 characters freely, or the fact that you can go to any of the courses within a world freely, those are meant to be such that whether you are playing single player or multiplayer, you can enjoy them to the full extent. And what we wanted to make sure we do this time with the concept of multiplayer is whether it's online or local multiplayer that we provide a stress-free environment and experience. Some specific things we did was, for example, we we got rid of the idea that players bump into each other. Because, for example, Elephant Mario is very big. Or there's a wonder where Mario becomes very, very tall. And so we wanted to make sure that the gameplay experience, regardless of any of those things happening, becomes a stress-free experience. And the concept behind the online play this time is the ideal of casual connection. And what this means is that being able to approach the multiplayer game with a single player vibe in that the matchmaking happens behind the scenes. So you don't have to wait for other players to join. And this also contributes to a stress free experience. That is the entire quote. So that's a long quote. Honestly, I made it sound shorter than it looked. And honestly, when he was talking about how players no longer, you know, bump into each other, when I read that, I didn't even, like, remember that you could, like, bump into people while playing, like, Mario Bros. Multiplayer. Like, I didn't even, like, remember that at first. I thought, you know, because it's, it's it's been a while. I've, I've not played a Mario game since 2021 when I replayed Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Like, it's been a while, Right. So I forgot that you can even bump into people. And so that's actually very cool that it sounds like you, you can go right through people. That's a stress-free experience, as he's saying. I do like that change a lot. And also, it's a bit more of a chaotic game, as he was saying. So being able to not bump into people is nice. And I guess, you know, it's not stress-free as in the game would not have any difficulty. It's it's stress-free stress-free in the way that the gameplay works. And that's kind of what I get from that. So then. We have more quotes, but very, very interesting ones. Like, I don't always read the news that I talk about until, like, the day or the day before that I'm going to talk about it. This one I read immediately because I was so interested. So, the headline reads, Shigeru Miyamoto wasn't a fan of Elephant Mario. This is actually kind of surprised. Like, Like, it surprised me. When I read that, I was like, you know, I thought, you know, Miyamoto would have totally been on board with an elephant Mario. But I guess that is not at all the case. So, in an interview with IGN, just like the last one, Takashi Tezuka and Shiro Mori talked about this. Here is what Takashi Tezuka had to say in the interview about Mr. Miyamoto. And if, if, if you don't know, Miyamoto created Mario. Miyamoto has crafted Mario and created Mario, the man behind Mario, so this is big. Takashi Tezuka said, Sometimes he would come by where we are working and look at things and give some opinions. He would generally observe things and make comments here and there, and even things that didn't seem like they were big comments. I have worked with Mr. Miyamoto for a long time and really understand him, so I was able to get what he was implying or getting to and we would have conversations around those sort of topics. And then Shira Mori said he did have a comment about Elephant Mario. It was a phase where we had tentative visuals for Elephant Mario, and we had plans to adjust the visuals already, but he had come and taken a look before that, and he gave us the sharp comment that this doesn't look like a Mario character. Along the same topics, there was the idea of how Elephant Mario sprays water, he came and said that if an elephant was actually spraying water, it wouldn't move that way, and that was an example of feedback he gave us. So Miyamoto was very critical, but rightfully so. And I wouldn't even say very critical. Just when the the character that you created is in someone else's hands and they make an elephant out of it, it's like you know you want it to look a you 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 want it to look a proper way, and he didn't love what he saw. But like they said, they were already going to make changes. And so Miyamoto has had an, had an influence on the entire game. While he's not like one of the head roles because, you know, he's working on other stuff. He's had an influence and that's still great. I am not ready for the day when Miyamoto has no involvement in a Mario game. Will it still be a fantastic game? I'm sure. But like, there's something special knowing that Miyamoto... Also enjoys the game and had his input on it once again, although not being the head developer, you know, he has had his touch on the game. And then one other interesting piece of news coming from Necro Felipe on Twitter, who is kind of like an insider. They have tweeted out that you're actually able to mute the flower voices in the game. So, If you had seen in the original, you know, announcement trailer, there's that flower and there's many other flowers that'll talk to you. One of them goes onward and upward, you know, like those flowers. Well, here's the thing. You can actually change a setting where you can mute them totally and like turn them off. So therefore they are just normal flowers or you can mute them, but still have the text appear on the screen or leave them as they are now I believe by default they're of course going to be on and talking and showing text but you can turn off their audio you can turn off the flowers in in the, their entirety so that's a cool feature will I be using it I have put on a narrative that I don't like the Mario flowers uh but no I love the Mario flowers uh and I do Think I'm gonna leave the sound on it's just like it's part of the game You know, it's kind of a hard thing for me to turn off if it's part of the game So I'm keeping it on but that is the Mario Bros. Wonder news that you might not have heard about And you certainly didn't hear about just in the direct alone now Speaking of the direct alone There was something shown off at the end of the direct and it was a special edition of Nintendo Switch OLED. This next segment, I give my... Ugh, sorry. <laughs> I give my thoughts on this ugly OLED that I was gonna buy, but now I'm not buying. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably over-exaggerating when I call it an ugly OLED. You know, it's red. Okay? What else is red? Blood is red. That camera light is red. Uh, Freaking... Mario is red. This TV is currently red like a lot of things are red. I have no problem with red I don't even have a problem with a switch being red They've made red switches. They made red Joy-Cons. I don't have a problem with the color red. That's not the case here What I have a problem with is Let's start here. This is your third red Joy-Con switch you had the Mario Odyssey one? You had Wait a minute. Yeah, Mario Odyssey, you had the Mario Day 1 and now you have the Mario OLED one. All the the exact same Joy-Cons. So, nothing new here for $350. Nothing new. No, nothing nothing new. And then, okay. Someone's going to be like, "But but but Max, how about the red dock?" It's just beautiful. And also the back of the Switch is red. The back of the Switch being red is cool. But here's the thing. My biggest complaint. And this is not meant to be a Mario Wonder OLED. It's just a Mario Red OLED, and I I understand that. But a Mario Wonder OLED had so much potential. Slap a Mario elephant on there make the joy-cons blue and purple and my gosh it could have been amazing and you give us that a switch almost like what you've made before red joy-cons red theme was was the back red I don't think so but you've done something just like this and then they're also going to say but max there's you know designs on the back do you hear do you hear what you just told me there are designs on the back. Name me the last time that, that that you looked at the back of your dock. You'll probably say when you set it up. No one looks back there, bro. So to put coins right where the AC adapter goes and to put a Mario silhouette on the bottom left of the back, no one is seeing that. No one is seeing that. Why don't you put a Mario silhouette on the front or make it look like Mario Mario's overalls? or put an Elephant Mario on there, or add some Wonder Colors, or anything. This could have been so great. Now, once again, it, it, you know, it's a Mario Red Switch. That's that's the theme of it. But could it have been better? Absolutely. What if you made the Doc Mario's overalls? It's still a Mario Red Switch. You know, there's some blue, but it's like a Mario-themed Switch, you know? What are we doing here? Three, 350 bucks for a Switch very similar to a switch that you already made. If you have the Mario Day Switch and you have those Joy Cons, the only thing that you're missing is a red backplate and a red dock, which you can almost make yourself. They sell face plates for for, for docks. You can almost make that yourself, and then buy a red backplate. It's not official, but it works, right? Buy it from Extreme Rate. Code M Swizzle, ten percent off. Done. Like if you look. I put an NES backplate on my Switch. You can make a red Switch. Once again, ExtremeRate.com and Swizzle, 10% off your purchase. Anyways, like, you know, it's just not what we could have had. I went into this. Okay. I just showed you. I showed you on the screen. If you're watching the video version, I have a normal Switch. I don't have an OLED. I opened one for my brother for a video. He let me. But I don't own an OLED, so I thought, okay, there's a Mario Wonder Switch. It's got to be great. This is how I buy a Switch OLED. This is where I buy one. So I was so excited. I was like, yes, I'm gonna have a purple and blue and Wonder Switch with a Mario elephant in a in a flame up its butt. And I I, I look at the Switch and it's just all red. And I'm just like, do I want that? Like, uh, it's it's a cool Switch, but the the potential that it had was so big. It was it was enormous. It was massive. And then you just like drop a paint bucket on it. You know, like it's not, you know, it, it, it's 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 not great. It's not fantastic. I wouldn't call it that. I don't even know. I don't like it. So, I look at this, right? And I told my stream that I was going to buy the freaking OLED, right? You know, if there's an OLED shown, I'm going to buy it. I said that but I also said, unless it's hideous, I wouldn't call it hideous. I say it's, it's not, it's, it, it doesn't count. I tell you, it does not count. That is not a wonder OLED. That is a Mario OLED. And you have to understand that if they made a wonder OLED sales through the roof, and this one could also be sales through the roof, but you had such potential and you would just spill a paint bucket of red. I don't love it. I don't love it. And I will not buy it. I'm waiting for the for the for the freaking Splatoon 3 OLED to hopefully come back in stock. If all else fails, I'll just buy a, I'll just buy a white Joy-Con OLED. I'm buying an OLED, just not that one. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not intrigued. I'm not intrigued. That's my thoughts on the freaking OLED. Dude, what if you Put some some wonder seeds, like on the back of the Joy Cons, or the, or freaking you know on the dock, or put like the elephants on the dock, or you know put a mustache on the dock, or anything, man, anything. A Mario Wonder Switch OLED. That's what I was expecting, just for it to be a red OLED. It's not even that it's just red. It's just that we have, we've we've seen these Joy Cons before. The Joy Cons are nothing new. You might have these these in your house alright right now. Maybe in your hands. You're playing Switch while, while you're watching the podcast. These are not new. Upsetting. There's designs on it, obviously, but they're on the back. Who looks at the back of the dock? Because I don't. I don't know. Am I am I doing this wrong? Like do you like do you have the back of the dock face do you? Like what what are we doing here? Like, I, I don't even know. So, yeah. Um... On the picture where it shows the OLED, it says Game Software Not Included, so you can kind of assume that it's meant to go with the Wonder OLED, meaning that there will not be a Wonder Special OLED. If there was going to be a Special Wonder OLED, they would have shown it in the the Direct, Uh, but, you know, there's none, so. Uh, I think they dropped the ball on that one, honestly. Like, imagine, this is equivalent, because I know that there's a lot of Zelda fans. What if the Zelda OLED was just a Green OLED? Now, that's kind of cool. Because we don't really, like, get green OLEDs, like, or, like, you know, green consoles. Like, we have this green Joy-Con, but, like, we've never had, like, a green console. But, like, wouldn't you want more than that? Like, wouldn't you want, you know, more designs? Wouldn't you want the designs that the Tears of the Kingdom one had? Like, wouldn't you want that? You know, like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, I was really excited for a Mario Wonder Switch just to see an all-red one. It's just it's just not what I wanted, you know? Whereas like these the Splatoon one has a splat on the dock, jo- uh, gradient Joy-Cons, everything to it, decals on the back and everything. And this is just not much. So uh I think it's not bad. Like I would put it over the white Joy-Cons. Like 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 the white and red and blue switch OLEDs. But it's not at all what I expected in a in a Mario Mario Wonder Switch OLED. It, it, it's, it's not a Mario Wonder OLED. It's a Mario Mario Red Edition OLED. <laughs> it's not Wonder related, which makes me wonder what the heck they're thinking. With that said, that's my thoughts. horrendous. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, once again, cool OLED, but just I'd say it's the worst worst special edition OLED. Cause there's four now. Splatoon, Pokemon, Zelda, and Mario. It's it's the worst special edition. Bam. With that said though, we gotta get into our next segment. Our next segment talks about the great things, what they've done right with Mario Bros Wonder. What they're what they're doing right, what they've done right, and everything like that. My thoughts on the Mario Bros. Wonder Direct. The full thing. What did I think? Let's find out. So I finished watching this direct and while I'm watching the direct, I'm like all in. Like I'm zoned in. I am loving everything I'm seeing. Nothing in the direct had really disappointed me. I just was eager to know more about this game and what they've changed and things like that. And so here is my thoughts on the full direct and we're going in order of the big things that were shown off. I'm not going to recap everything that happened in there, but the notable things I'm giving my thoughts on. So, I would recommend that you watch the direct before you hear me talk about it cuz like some of the things that I'm talking about might sound like gibberish to you if you have not seen these yet. So, I would recommend watching it before you you hear me talk about it. That's like hearing me talk about, you know, uh, I don't know, extreme science when you haven't even learned about it. It's like you you, you aren't, you aren't going to be following it. So here we go. The Direct started out with uh, I, what I believe is the opening cutscene of the game. We didn't get to, you know, see the full thing. But I like what I'm seeing. I like it all. And then we get revealed a big kind of question from a lot of people. Was we see there are going to be six worlds and seven areas, so they had said six worlds, and then showed seven areas, what I think is going to happen, I don't think, you know, six worlds means less content, because as you might, might know, if you've played Mario Bros. U Deluxe or Mario Bros. Wii, if I'm not wrong, there's eight worlds, and then, you know, like the, oh gosh, what's the Rainbow Bro, it's not Rainbow Bro, what's the, what's, what's the extra content world? I don't even know the thing, Rainbow One, and then you have that, that's cool. Because there's only six worlds, I don't think that means less content. I just think that's, that, that means more content in less worlds. I, I, I truly believe there's going to be Way more content in a world than 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 there was in the previous games. In the previous games, like, look at Mario Bros. U Deluxe. You can fly through an entire Mario world if you're decent in, like, 40 minutes or less. Like, it's, it's not long. I bet you each world will take you, like, two hours. Probably. Because there's going to be more levels, more side quests... It's going to be a bit more complex. I think that the time, the length of the of the world expands, but the quantity decreases. I think that's what it, what it is what's going to be the case here. I think, and so seven areas. I would assume because there's six worlds, seven areas, which is like you know the exact same thing. Uh, the whatever the extra area is is probably like a Bowser or or, or like a boss location or. Something like that. That's what I assume that that it'll be. But no confirmation. I've not played the game. So who am I to even confirm that? I'm not. I'm just giving what I think that'll be. So six worlds, seven areas. I do think that's going to be around the same amount of content. If not a whole lot more. So I'm I'm not even worried about that. Talking flowers. Dude, I made a whole YouTube short. About one thing these talking flowers said. So once again... I have made it a bit of a narrative on the stream and on my Twitter that I don't like the talking flowers like when I saw that headline saying you can mute talking flowers I tweeted a big man gif of him dancing is it gif gif I don't know I don't even know I tweeted a gif of big man dancing and dude I don't mind the the, the talking flowers I think that it adds some spice because I feel like Uh, not that the games are like kind of quiet because obviously there's music, there's sound effects, but like you want that extra bit of like, like like liveliness. And I, I feel like the developers went in there and they were like, how can we make it lively? Talking flowers was one of the best things that you, you could have ever done. That is so smart. I love the talking flowers onward and upward. And like, sometimes there are some parts of the, of the game that are that are hard, honestly. Like you don't know where a star coin is, or you know whatever the case may be. It's so cool that they can help you through that. I think that's the coolest thing. You know, star coin nearby. I I don't know that they would say that, but like you know, what if you can do this, and they kind of hint towards something. You know, that's that's cool to me. I like those guys. In terms of like new enemies and stuff. New enemies are cool. My favorite one is probably the Hoppy Cat. Obviously, it's a spin on Copycat. And the gimmick there is they jump whenever you do, which I could see being a bit like frustrating, but overall a cool enemy idea. So I would love to stomp some Hoppy Cats, but unfortunately, I have to wait until October 20th, 2023 to even do that. I like the other ones, though, like the mumsies, they're called, and the freaking, uh, the ones that, oh, geez, the ones that, like, fly, yeah, the birds, bro, all the enemies, they're all, they're all the homies, so, I'm excited to get some more enemies, I like those, uh, Goombas are obviously still a thing, I like I would like to see the old ones return. And obviously things like the Lakitus and the Goombas are going to return, obviously. But uh, I hope that they're not all gone. Like, hopefully, and maybe they were in there and I missed them. Uh, Hopefully Hammer Bros are in there. Hopefully, like, I mean, I don't know that I would want the Koopalings to be in there. They aren't even, like, normal enemies. Uh, But there has been no footage or evidence of Koopalings in Mario Wonder. So we might just be... steering clear of no Koopalings, Uh, but apart from that, the enemies are looking good, I like how it's a new fresh take, because we've always had Koopas, we've always had Goombas, we've always had those, so to have a brand new bunch, perfect, I love it, and then we have freaking elephants, okay, elephants, 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 so, before Thursday, a lot of us thought, that the characters would all turn into different animals, a lot of us thought, you know, not all of us thought that, some actually had brains, unlike me, you know, looking back, but I thought, like, Peach would be a flamingo, I thought, you know, Toad would be, what did I say, I predicted like a like a beagle shepherd, like, I thought that they'd be all sort of different things, but no, everyone turns into elephants, and honestly, the only one that didn't look right and sit right with me is the daisy one something about daisy i i don't know peach peach was a close second like peach was a close like peaches almost did not sit right with me uh the mario one i'm used to now the 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 luigi one was fine the toad one is good but it took like a oh my gosh that's an elephant toad you know and so. That took a little bit. And seeing that picture online of the elephant sitting on Yoshi. Dude, Yoshi's been in the gym. Because to carry an elephant like that can't be easy. Yoshi can carry elephants. That's some muscle. And so I like the elephants. And I like how it's kind of like a, a, a common power-up almost. I like how they're not very uncommon or so it seems. Like It seems like you'll run into the Elephant elephant Power-Up like a few times every play session. That sounds like fun. So Elephants, I'm all for. Then, you know, we move to things like Power-Ups. The Power-Ups, there's a lot of cool ones. You have the Drill, you have the Bubble. By the way, this freaking Bubble Power-Up. Can we talk about that? Because that seems like really overpowered. This Bubble thing is like... How do you die? How do you lose with the bubble power-up? I saw it getting used. I think they had used maybe Luigi to, like, demonstrate. They did this this one move where a bubble went left and one went right. And it, like, just got both of these enemies. Like, it looks so overpowered. But who am I to complain? Like, if you have this bubble thing, you are not losing. Now, it, how true is that? I don't really know. But it looks dang good. I like the drill one. The drill one being able to like go up in, into like ceilings and stuff. That's super cool. Say there's like a hard, hard section of the of the level, if you you know kind of wanted to, you can just skip the entire thing by drilling up into the ceiling and just, just you know go go going go past it. I think that's nice. Power ups are looking very, very good. Wonder seeds. Wonder seeds are a big one. That's kind of like a big question that I had going into the direct was what is going to be almost like what is a wonder seed? Like we saw it being used in the first announcement trailer, uh, they used it and everything was like shaking up. Um, I like how they how they use it. When you activate a wonder seed, your entire gameplay flips. Not. Literally, maybe maybe literally, you know, the terrain can can change levels, or you can be looking at your character top-down style like the old Zelda games, or you can, you know, uh, enemies come flying through, or pipes go crazy. Like, the entire world gets shaken up when you use a Wonder Seed. One of the coolest things they could have ever done. That's how you add some new gameplay to the game. I love Wonder Seeds a lot. And the way that you need them to advance into some parts of the world is also great. Because you want people to experience wonder seeds. Obviously. You don't want those to be skipped because they're annoying. It, there, you know, there, there has to be an incentive to collecting them. And that is unlocking more levels in the game. That's sick. I like that. Then we move to badges. Badges are are also, I think, one of the greatest additions in the game. Badges are so smart. So smart. The ability to equip one, I guess, ability per level is the coolest thing. Things like saving you from a fall, or the vine grappling one, which I love. I think that's my favorite one. Or the wall jumping one, or the crowds jumping one. Any of these badges that they showed off are amazing. I think that's how you, I guess, make things more interesting because there's going to be some levels where a certain badge is more needed than others. Like imagine, you know, I might need that vine grappling one more than I would need it on this other level or I need the crouched, crouched, you know, jumping one. It adds a new aspect. Obviously it's a new feature and I just think that's like one more thing to think about before you go into a level and it makes you like excited to use it. Like, let's say I I equip the vine grappling ability. I'm excited to now put that into use in the level. It's like a brand new feature, a brand new ability. It's like having a power up without having a power up. It's the the coolest thing in the world. So I'm excited for that. I want to get all the badges. I like the grappling vine. But I also like the crouch crouch jumping one. I would certainly go for that as well. Either of those. And then the last thing to touch on here, the best for last is the multiplayer or the online play. Put it put, put it put it online play. Online play. My gosh. Can I tell you a story? So back when I used to be an Animal Crossing New Horizons content creator, I was focusing on Animal Crossing content from 2020 to 2022. Man, I had always... Like, this is like a dream come true. I had always always envisioned an online play where you're playing with strangers, but they're like shadows. Like, they aren't fully there. So back in the Animal Crossing New Horizons Prime era, and you can still do it now, but like, you know, back in the day... Animal Crossing trades were such a big thing, such a big thing, where you'd meet people on this website called Nookazon, and you could trade items there. My idea to change that was if they added a room, if Nintendo added a room in, in, in Animal Crossing where you can meet players and trade with them, and just like for fun and and, and, and giggles, there was a room that you, that you could enter. And you could see like other players like shadows in the room also trying to trying to trade items with people. Like just seeing Strangers shadows in the back was what I always wanted in Animal Crossing. And to see that come to Mario Bros. Wonder is one of the coolest things. Seeing shadows from people like like from Japan and from All over the world in your game in real time is one of the coolest things. Like, like I find that so satisfying, and I feel like this feature does nothing. Like, it does nothing for a lot of people, and I understand that. But for me personally, I think many people are underlooking how cool having shadows in the back are or is. You know, like that's very underlooked. That's one of the coolest things they've ever done, in my opinion, with a Mario game. I love it. And it's not just the shadows. It's the fact that they, they bro, they can give you power ups. There's an incentive to helping people. Like you, you, you get more heart points if you help people. You can see them. Like if you're stuck on a level, you can see how they did it and follow along. Things like that. And you can just like meet other people with you know without meeting other people. That's sick. The racing mode with your friends is also dang cool. I definitely want to run some races because, like, a big part of Mario sometimes is, like, how fast can you go? And, like, can you get the perfect jumps? So, a race means everything. Like, if you look at, like, Mario Maker, there's, like, you know, the world record for how fast you can beat a course. And, man, it's always been a thing. Like, how fast can you beat it? So, with Mario, Mario Wonder... Playing against your friends, seeing how how fast you can beat the level, so cool. Now, I will say, from what I can tell and what I've been told, there's no online multiplayer for the main story. Like you cannot play with your friends as if they were playing with you local co-op. So like you, you can you can play local local co-op uh, in this sorry in the same room. Like, you know, with some more Joy-Con, you know, controllers, you can play local co-op, just like how you could with other Mario Bros. games. I don't believe this has online multiplayer in the main story, apart from, like, the shadows and stuff. And that's a bit upsetting if that's true, what I've been told and what I've been seeing. That's a little bit upsetting. I will say that. It kind of sucks. But really... I never planned on using it, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not upset. And I get how that can be upsetting for those who did plan on using it. You know, it's, it's not all about me not using it. I get how it's upsetting, but there is also just like more online stuff that, you know, you can do like the races and stuff like that's still cool. Like that's still very, very cool. Like there's still online multiplayer. And I like that aspect as well. And you can still play somewhat online multiplayer. Like, I believe that you can play and they can be like the shadows in the course. It's just they can't help you like in the exact Like they can't grab a wonder seed for you. Like if that makes sense, you can't play with them in that regard, I believe. So there's still good online friend multiplayer, you know, stuff. It's still good. That's fine. I like that. But yeah, I even just like in the whole direct, I even just saw like little Easter eggs. Like there is one frame. I don't remember where it was. I think it was probably towards the end. Where Mario and Captain Toad met up, it's 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 like a two second scene. Captain Toad is back in the game. Captain Toad is there. I assume there will be some more Captain Toad levels. I don't know that it'll be like a Captain Toad, you know, like like a tiny cutscene and then that's it. I assume similar to Mario Three D World that that there will, there there will be more Captain Toad stuff. So I like that. I I've always loved Captain Toad. I'm like I'm, I'm not sure if. People know that. I've always loved Captain Toad. And so to have him back in Mario Wonder is going to be great. I love all the, they're called Poplins, right? Poplins. I love those guys. They kind of like replace Toads in that regard uh, in Mario Bros. Wonder. They're all great. They're all fantastic. Everything about Mario Bros. Wonder is looking amazing. And I am beyond excited to get my hands on the game. I can't wait. That'll be a phenomenal day. When I get my hands on Mario Wonder. I'm actually busy that entire weekend when it comes out. So I'm not going to have too much time too much time to play it. I'm probably going to have to like play it like all day launch day. And then, you know, put it down for the weekend. And then, you know, pick it back up when I can. But I'm excited. It should be so good. Mario Bros. Wonder releases October 20th, 2023. If you are not planning on buying it which if you've listened this far you probably plan on buying it I'm I'm not even going to tell you to buy it I'm just going to apologize cuz you're going to miss out you're going to miss out if you do not buy Mario Bros Wonder that's just how I'm putting it you're gonna miss out and that's that's your problem <laughs> that's your problem with that said that's that's my thoughts on the entire direct in depth Now let's get to your favorite segment, the answering your questions segment on the podcast where I answer your questions as it is in the name. Let's go. Yes, I mean, as I said, we are answering questions here. You know, it's not a joke. You aren't seeing things. It's real. Now, if you want to ask a question, you know, you're you're seeing me answer questions and you're like, man, I want to ask a question. So here's how you do it. So every Wednesday or sometimes Thursday, if I forget, I post a community post on my YouTube channel. If you go to my channel then hit the community button at the top, you will then see a post every Wednesday or Thursday saying, Hey, hope you're well. Ask me questions for this podcast. Boom. Leave them down below. Or if you don't want to wait until next Wednesday to ask me questions, what you can do is create an account with Discord. And join my Discord server, which is a which is a community chat room where we can all hang out. There's a section of this big server chat room where you can answer, sorry, where you can ask me questions. It's called Ask M Swizzle. You can you can ask me questions in there. Or if you've been asking questions and you're like, well, you know, I'm not getting my question answered. By the way, the Discord link is is in the uh, description. By the way, if you're asking me questions and you're like, well, it's not getting answered. You can become a channel member for as low as $1.99, and that will guarantee that at least one of your questions will be on the podcast, and not just on the podcast, answered first. So I have three members' questions. Once again, if you become a member, that is one guaranteed question at least. Sometimes I'll put two of yours in there, but at least one guaranteed. So, let's go to our three members questions for this podcast. We have the first one from Sonic Generations asking if there were to be a Zelda remake in the in the September direct, which game would be remade. So, if I'm the brains of Nintendo, which 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 Zelda, oh, which Zelda game would be remade? We're struggling to talk here. Catch my breath. <sighs> which Zelda game would be remade? If I'm them, I'm remaking oh, it's tough. I don't think that that you have any options aside from Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. I think that you make that either a bundle or you put them both out together, like just not a bundle, like 60 and 60. I don't know. I think that you remake one of those games, or sorry, both, either one or both of those games, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD. I think if you have to pick one, you pick the better received one, which I'm, if I'm not wrong, if I'm not wrong, it's Wind Waker. Uh, can we actually check that? Metacritic isn't like the best way to check how well something is received. But like Wind Waker got a 96 out of 100 on the GameCube. Twilight Princess has a 95. Oh, oh sorry. Also a 96 on GameCube. So really, you can go either way. And once again, that's not not the like like the best way to track how well a game is received. But either way, I would probably prefer a Twilight Princess one, just because I have the Wind Waker Wii U one. I, I mean, I also have the Twilight Princess Wii U one, but I just I feel like Twilight Princess. Not that it's the better game. I don't know. I just feel like it's man. I don't even. It's maybe just more. Like the Zelda that we have as in like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, Like it looks more like that kind of Zelda game and not Wind Waker where it's like Toon Link, you know, which is cool. Like that's fine. I just like if you want to try your best to carry over the Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom audience, you might want to try Twilight Princess. If you have to pick one of them, if you have to have to only pick one, you might want to pick that one. So I say that if you're asking me, I want both remade. Then DK Lackeys asks, opinion on Mario Kart Tour? Opinion. Um, It's for a free mobile game. It's pretty dang good. It's one of the better mobile games out there, I think. In terms of like a game experience, it's all right. Once again, it's free. Uh, I don't love it. I don't, I mean, I don't play it like, very often, like very often, because I have like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe to play, you know. And when when you when you compare it to that, it's pretty bad. But for a free game, a mobile game, it's pretty dang good. I give it in terms of a mobile game, not not like a, you know, not a full game experience, but for a mobile game, I give it like a solid seven and a half out of ten. It's it's pretty good, pretty good. And Cam Games is asking, I've never played a Zelda game. I am completely new to the series. What game should I start with? Hmm, okay. That's a that's a good one cuz I started with Breath of the Wild, believe it or not. That's where I began, and I think that you should also start with Breath of the Wild because you could go from Breath of the Wild then immediately to the sequel for that game, Tears of the Kingdom, and then I even like was able to to go back and play like Skyward Sword on the Wii and replay Twilight Princess, which I haven't yet, but I will, and when I replayed, when I replayed Skyward Sword, an older Zelda game, I mean, there was not much, like, that told me to play the, that I should have played that one before Breath of the Wild, like, it doesn't really matter, like, if I played Skyward Sword first, maybe I would have known more when I had played Breath of the Wild, but, like, you don't, you don't, you, you don't have to start like with the first few games or whatever. Like I say Breath of the Wild is a good starting point. That teaches you a lot about Zelda. And then you go to Tears of the Kingdom. And then with Skyward Sword, you kinda know what you you, you you kinda know what to expect when you go into there. So I say you either begin with Breath of the Wild or maybe begin with something like Zelda Wind Waker on the GameCube. Uh, which might eventually come to Switch uh, but my my defend answer is, I mean, do what I did because I think it's pretty good. I began with Breath of the Wild, uh, but yeah, you can even you can even like mess around with some of the NES Zelda games too. Those are also cool, not as high quality, of course, but pretty cool as well. Then non-member questions. Connor Five asks, Do you think Tomonacci Life could still come to Switch? Love your vids. Thanks so much. Could it still come to Switch? I think so. Here's the thing. I think that we are in the era of Nintendo being liked. For example, they responded to my letter that I sent them. They uh, are putting out Mario Wonder and giving us things that we like in there. They're being better to us. With that said, Tuanachi is right around the corner. I'm just kidding. But, like, really, like, I mean... Is it possible? Could it still come? Yeah, I mean, it could, it could be announced tomorrow. But it's just, it's it's hard. Because like, Miitopia didn't sell, I think, as good as they wanted it to. Like, it did like 1.8 million or somewhere around there. Not as well as they wanted it to. So it's like, what's the incentive to bring to, to bringing Tomenichi Life over? I have a response to that. They might think, well, what's the point of doing that? My response is nobody asked for Metopia to come to Switch. Or not many. Everyone wants Tomonachi Life. So you bring that over. Just even because, like, word of mouth. Like, everyone's saying, Tomonachi, Tomonachi, Tomonachi. If you see it, like, on a GameStop shelf, you might just buy it. You know, like, you might just go ahead and buy Tomonachi Life. Um, I think it's much bigger. And I think it's certainly possible... But at this point, it looks very unlikely. But I would still keep hope. Like I am still hoping for it. And I still have hope for it being in the September direct. Icy Kirby asks, how long does it take to make your shorts slash podcast? Okay, sick. So shorts on average on average take like an hour. Hour, hour and a fifteen or so. And then the podcasts, I mean, recording it alone is like two hours. Getting notes is like a, a, an extra hour. Editing is like two to three hours. So what's that? Like two, two, three, five hours in total. Somewhere around there. Yeah, sounds right. One hour fifteen for shorts, and then five hours for the podcast. Uh, but yeah, I, I love doing it. So I can't even can't even you know complain. And then we got Isaac Isaac Hilty Hilty six eight zero four. What a username. Do you think Super Mario Super Mario Wonder will be the best 2D platformer in the franchise? Um, you know what I thought about this? I'm not going to lie to you. I think yes. Here's why. It's not recency bias. You look at any other Mario Bros. game, look at Mario Bros. Wheel, Mario Mario U Deluxe, or you know, whatever whatever before that. Remove your freaking nostalgia. Does Mario Wonder not look like the best Mario game yet? Best 2D Mario game yet? You have everything in there. New power-ups. Obviously, Bowser is still there. You know, the the main event of a boss. You have brand new power-ups. You have freaking Wonder Seeds. You have such a great-looking game. No nostalgia. Does this not look better than Mario Bros. Wii? If you say no, I don't know what you're seeing. And my opinion isn't always the right one. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm seeing the weird things. But I, I don't think, in terms of the game content, this competes. I don't think so. I think it'll, it'll be the best 2D Mario game to date. No nostalgia. Nostalgia wise, Mario Bros be on top. Like otherwise like, no like, I, I don't think Mario Wonder competes with Mario Wii. It's just Mario Wonder is on a different level. I think it's gonna be the best one. That's just me, though. Uh, Maybe we play it, and it's it's terrible, you know? (laughs) Who knows? But I think it'll be the best one. And then we got GRS Talks 1. What would you think of a Wonder Flower item in Mario Kart? That's a great question, actually. A Wonder Flower item in Mario Kart, I would assume Mario Kart 9. That could be sick, because, like, Wonder Flowers don't even just, like throw you off like it can Wonderflowers do a lot it can change like like it can like tilt the the terrain it can change your perspective like what if you were playing mario kart like what if you or like somebody in like 12th place used a wonder seed kind of like how you can use a blooper to, like blur everyone's you know vision or like to you know black it out what if you could use you you could use a wonder seed on everyone else that like you know made their perspective change a, t- a tiny bit or like You know i don't know uh tilt tilt the track for them or something like something to like slightly throw them off once again just like how a blooper works that's actually a very very good idea if they did use a wonder flower in mario kart 9. i would love it yeah i I would love that a lot fantastic idea terrific and then we've got to nick master how many physical, physical switch games in your collection uh, I can't count them all for you, but I have some back here. If I had to, if I had to guesstimate, I don't have as many as some people think. Like I I have a lot and I know uh, I'm grateful, but I don't have as many as you might like think I do. Like you might guess I have like a hundred. I probably have like 50, maybe like fifty. uh, 50. Yeah. 50, 50's, 50s right. 50 right. I have some here. I have some back there and I have some, um, over on my bookshelf. Uh, about fifty. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Fifty physical Switch games around there. Which, once again, I know is a lot, and I'm grateful. I just feel like there's people out there who think I have like ten thousand. You know, like to set the record straight. I I don't have like you know more than fifty. Then Elliot, moving to Discord questions here, Elliot asks, what do you use to make videos and YouTube shorts? Great question. Great question. I use, I assume that you mean editing software. I use Adobe Premiere Pro, which is a paid software. So, you know, you can't go ahead and just download that. Uh, But it's, I think, the best editing software I've ever used. And I've used like, what's the other one? Like DaVinci Resolve and final cut. I've used these ones. I personally, now obviously everyone has a preference and maybe, you know, maybe there's some that are better than Premiere pro, but I just am bread and butter with adobe premiere pro. I don't know, like all the ins and outs and like every trade secret of of the adobe corporation, but I just like mesh well with it. And it was hard. Cause like for the longest time, like, like I was, I was editing, on some jabroni random program, you know, like some random program that I didn't even know. I think it was called like Movavi or whatever, right? And so when I tried to begin editing in Premiere Pro, I was so lost. I was like, what the heck do I do? I don't know how to use this editing software. And so what I did was I just Googled and Googled and Googled everything like from how to import a video into the editing program to how to put it on the timeline, to how to cut up a video, things like that. And, and then I, I learned the entire software as I kept on going. And now I make all my shorts and I make all my podcasts. Uh, everything is done by me. And so I like Premiere Pro, I recommend. And then we've got the rumor asking, what do you think were the best and worst years of Nintendo? So like the best and like worst eras, eras, um, really, I give you the best was probably not business wise, but the best was probably 2012 to 20, mm, 2018. a good little six year era. I like that 12 to 18. Once again, not business wise, like 2017, 2017 was big for the, for the switch, but like 2015, 2014, we use stuff like that, that. That was not going great. Uh, even like, even like 2013 was pretty bad. I think that was my favorite era. And then the worst you got to know, like I wasn't alive for every era. So maybe like there's someone out there who lived the, the, the NES era up until now that knows, you know, better than I, maybe they were better back in the, in like the, in like the uh, GameCube era from what I've experienced that being GameCube era up to switch era from what I've experienced. I say that the Wii U-ish was the best experience-wise, if you had a Wii U and everything, for me personally. And I think that the worst... I couldn't give you, like, a long era being the worst, but I can give you... I think the worst year for Switch, for me personally, for me personally, I'll say it again, for me personally, was probably... probably last year the only highlights and I could be stupid I could be forgetting something was Kirby and Splatoon I could be forgetting it hold on I need to make sure I'm not forgetting something because like if I'm forgetting a massive game someone will, will kill me oh Pokemon well I didn't I didn't beat Pokemon yet Pokemon Splatoon and Kirby or were my only highlights that I can remember Oh, Switch Sports. I mean, there's a few good games. But I I I give you this. I argue that there are more games, better games releasing this year and in in other years of the Switch than there was in 2022. Like you had Pokémon Legends Arceus, you had Pokémon Scarlet and Violet, you had you had Splatoon, Kirby, but look at this year. Tears of the Kingdom, Mario Wonder, Detective Pikachu, Mario RPG, WarioWare, Move It, Kirby Dreamland Deluxe. What don't you have this year? Not much. You have a lot this year. So I think that's probably like the worst year of Nintendo. No, sorry, that that that, that sounds, bad, sounds bad. Sounds bad. Sounds bad. Sounds bad. Sounds bad. Sounds bad. Sounds real bad. Worst year of fun. And that sounds terrible. I know that people people will hate that. Because they'll say, Wii U sucked. I was still like growing up in the Wii U era. So I didn't realize that it was bad. Now, if I was this age in the Wii U era, I'd probably be like, yeah, this, this sucks too. But because I didn't know that it was bad back then, it wasn't bad for me. And I don't look back on it as a bad era. So that's why I give you 2022. Not like 2013 or something like that, you know? So... I hope that makes sense. That's what I personally think. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts there. We move on to Doozy asking, do you think Nintendo will make Mario Wonder amiibos? You know, some Mario elephant amiibos would slap. The only thing is I don't think so because if they were going to, I believe that we would have gotten them revealed in the direct. And, you know, you want... To have the Amiibo at launch. Because once the game launches. I don't imagine that this is going to be a very long game. To beat like Tears of the Kingdom. Like for Tears of the Kingdom. They're adding DLC. It makes sense that they're putting out a Zelda Amiibo. And a Ganondorf thing. That makes sense. Because you can probably use them with DLC. You can probably use them for other things. With Mario Bros. Wonder. That's like a beat it and forget it kind of game. They're not going to. Probably not going to add DLC to it. So I don't see a point in having Amiibo for it. I do not think there will be Amiibo for Mario Wonder. If there is, I'm open to it and I'll buy them, but I don't believe that'll happen. I don't believe so. I would love it though. And then here, they, they told me how, how to pronounce their name. NT Operating System kernel asks, will the iconic loud voice from your older shorts ever return? No. Here's the thing. When I was like a bit louder in previous shorts, I this sounds so hard to believe. I didn't even know I was doing it, and I've, I've I've said it before. It goes so deep into your subconscious that you don't even know that like you're screaming in these shorts until you read a comment that says, "Hey, you're screaming," and then you you go back and listen to it, and like, wow, I was loud back then. So uh, it wasn't even like on purpose. It was not on purpose. Here. I think that I turned up my voice on purpose, like not, not, sorry, not like volume wise, but like people, people were saying that in my, like very early shorts, like I was like, I sounded like I was like half asleep. So I think that my mind wanted to like turn it up, but I did, I did not realize that I was like screaming until someone told me that I was. And then I heard it immediately. It's, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, it's like Yanny and Laurel where it's like, you can hear what you hear. And then you can hear the other one when you think about it. So, like, so, like, if if, if there's an if there's an audio saying, you know, Mario. What if it sounds like two things? You know, one person hears Mario, one person hears Luigi. Like, I heard Mario, and Mario to me was not screaming. And then when 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 someone someone said, "Hey, try and hear Luigi," I heard myself screaming. Like, if that makes any sense at all, I didn't know I was doing it until someone told me. Uh, So, so uh, the answer is no. Uh, I found a voice now to use in my YouTube shorts. Um, So I'm going to stick with that. I think that is the best voice to use. But yeah, it was just like a weird, it's almost like Logan Paul, Uh, not to use him as an example because people, people don't like him. (laughs) Um, Like what, like when he was doing those like crazy, like energetic vlogs and then he kind of like stepped back and was like what the heck was I doing like that? like that. That's that, that that's that's what I had. I, I had like, oh, who is that person who was doing those YouTube shorts? It's like that. That's not me. You know, it's it's like one of those content things. And it happens to a lot of people. And I was one of them. Um, so it's not ever going to return. Um, I found my new voice to use now. And then final question, sour dreamers, not even a Nintendo question, but I picked this question because I wanted to answer it. It's interesting. What is your opinion on the new PlayStation Portal? So, if you don't know, PlayStation is kind of coming out with with a with a handheld console. I say kind of because it's not totally handheld like it has to be on Wi-Fi and things like that. I mean, I like the idea of it. It's kind of cool. Smart kind of but I feel like if you're going to make a handheld, you 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 can't, like, dip your toes in. Like, you you, you, you got to do a cannonball, bro. Um, so, I don't believe it's, you know, a Switch or a Steam Deck killer. It's just kind of like an add-on for those PlayStation 5 players. I don't think it's, it's very much. It's like a Wii U gamepad, for those who don't really know. Um, I... I don't really understand the appeal of it. Like, I guess, like, playing the games handheld in your house? At that point, just playing the TV? I don't even know. Which is why it's like a Wii U gamepad, you know? It's like... I don't know. I think it's meh. I think it's meh. When are you going to use that? Not often. Um. Uh, so, my opinion on it, meh. It should be fully handheld. I don't fully. I don't. I don't fully understand it. With that said, that is it for the Mario Matter episode number fifty-three. Thank you all so much for listening, watching, viewing, subscribing, liking the podcast, leaving us a positive rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate the positive ratings. We are trying to get more ratings on the show, and so you leaving a rating is very, very helpful to us, and we appreciate your support. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to our channel members for supporting the channel monetarily as low as $1.99 a month. And and, and that's not me asking like, hey, give me money. You get like pretty good perks. Like if you, for for as low as $1.99 a month, you, you get special emojis on YouTube. You get special podcast episodes on YouTube. You get a guaranteed question asking. Like, bro, you get a lot... With channel memberships so the link is down below if you do want to sign up and get all those cool perks with the channel and the podcast down below and you you can also join the discord server get access to exclusive updates all that kind of stuff with that said thank you all for watching i'll see you all in my discord server we can chat on there in the description i'll see you all soon (sighs) new intro next week probably adios